<laughs> Excuse me while I get choked up. <laughs> we have never even had a chance to debate this or talk about it. That is the United Airlines, and we'll get to it as we can throughout the show. Is it? It's Easter. The race to see history. We'll share with you this hour. Is freedom, if freedom dies here, it dies forever. Walter Williams said that. We'll share with you the governor debate. Governor. The GOP governor debate happened last night. We'll share that with you next. Virginia citizens and American patriots in the mold of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry. Radio is the founding fathers intended. My name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this lovely Good Friday. It's uh, pretty nice out there. I just see a little drizzle. But uh, be careful driving. There's backups, accidents starting to pile up everywhere. It is. It's uh, like they follow me. They do follow you. Oh, they show up in no, front I'm of actually, me. They don't follow you know me. Maybe, I follow them. Maybe That's you what cause it. Do you ever think about that? I mean, oh, I'll I see. I, these I, people I, say, hey, Richard Lee's going to be coming down the highway soon. No. Why don't we no, do a little it's behind bender you. bender and see how far we can back the traffic out? Yeah, Ukraine. That's what it is. All right, coming up at 5 o'clock, the most misunderstood moment of history. And the race coming up at 5. want to share that with you. We'll get to that uh, as we can here throughout this hour also. Up and running, 454-1366. The Lee Brothers on this Good Friday. Happy Easter to uh, to you, whether you even know what Easter means or not. We'll be talking about that coming up also. 454-1366. Also at 820, the answer. 820theanswer.com is a video of Hillary Clinton getting dragged off United Airlines. <laughs> it's a parody. Wish that was it's a real. parody. Check out the picture. 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you right there. You know, we never even had a chance to talk about this, but what's interesting to me is, I don't know, you can drop the biggest bomb on the planet Earth that's not nuclear. 2,160-pound bomb. And somebody says, did you see what happened on United Airlines? They dragged a guy off. You could say North Korea is considering nuclear uh, uh, fighting back. Wait a minute. Did you see United Airlines? They had a they had a guy that had to drag through the entire – the immigration laws were changed by our – or not changed, but are going to be enforced now by the Attorney General. Wait a minute. Did you see United Airlines? Do you they, wonder, dra- they dragged a, a passenger off the airplane. Don't you wonder how he you – know, they dragged him off. They had police come on board the plane and drag him off. They banged his face or something. Made so, him bleed. So you're making my point. They drag him. Well, the, no, this is That's the it. point. They drag him off the airplane. Yeah, I guess I am making your point. <laughs> yes, you, you know, are. a few minutes later, it's like it's like the little kid that you reprimand in the grocery store. You tell him stand over here and don't move, and he takes off to go get that ba- bag of cookies again. Anyway, this guy breaks away from them, runs back on the airplane down the aisle to his seat, yelling, "I gotta go home! I gotta go home! I gotta go home! I gotta go!" Home. It was just like so, a little kid in the store so getting what? away from his parents for the second time. And that, I guess they dragged him off kicking and screaming again. By the way, you heard that. Uh, He's that, suing. Any surprise? That we dropped uh, Tomahawk missiles on Syria. Wait a minute. Did you hear United Airlines pulled a customer off their flight? A yeah. rush is a threat. Wait a minute. That's a conversation. Did you hear United Airlines? This has consumed the United States of America. And you know what consumes Americans? It's not all the things that should make us upset. The fact that April 15th is upon us and it's a tax season and we pay too much is irrelevant. No one cares. What they care about is one guy got bloody getting dragged off United Airlines. We are a misplaced priority country. But if you want to talk about it, I'm with you. I, I, think, I think customer service is horrendous in the airline industry. I heard the pilot said to him, that'll learn you, darn you. That's a drag. 
<laughs> so wait a minute. Whose side are you on on this? Are you the, are you with the I airline? Think, or are you with this guy? You know, I'm sorry this guy got bloody, but he's one in a huge population, and this is a funny story. Can I, it is funny. It is funny. Here, How many deal. people laughed? You know, it, what's really wait, funny wait, wait. is all of the the comedians that have picked up on this, the videos. Oh yeah, we we've got. Uh, well, first of all, Jimmy Kimmel's the first one that came out with the commercial, the the commercial that United is now running. We're United Airlines. You do what we say, when we say, and there won't be a problem. <laughs> if we say you fly, you fly. If not, tough. <laughs> Give us a problem, and we'll drag your ass off the plane. And if you do this, we'll beat you so badly, you'll be using your own face as a flotation device. United Airlines. That's terrible. Now, um, this become a joke. United Airlines has become a joke on this. Um, and, and United Airlines could not have been and handled this more wrongly. They are <laughs> the joke. <laughs> this stock is unbelievable. Is, their stock has plummeted. It's a good time to buy United Airlines stock because people forget things. And their stock will go back up, but it has done a nosedive here's the thing do Sorry we about have that pun nosedive we, we now have politicians running to microphones chris christie's one of them. we got the article right here talking about how the doj or the department of uh transportation or somebody ought to step in and do something is this a, what is this a uh, crisis you know, are there people being dragged off airplanes all over america i don't know about being bloodied because if, if it is you know i fault the media for not telling we deserve a good laugh i mean we need to hear about these stories and the media is not going to report them let us report them. Y'all call us. We'll put it. We'll put it out there. <laughs> it's just not this this crisis of biblical proportions. I'll use that on Easter weekend. It's just not. You know, and, somebody, and it's not this isn't happening. And let me tell you something. This will never happen again on any airline, and no government regulation is needed. I promise. If, if it's one, just not going to happen again. Somebody out there saying, "Lee brothers making fun of this. It ain't funny. If somebody <laughs> get dragged off an airplane like that. That ain't funny. They're making fun of." Call us, 454-1366, because <laughs> we want to have a really good time today, and that will cheer that, us up perfect. and make us laugh, all right, because so this is funny. United, all United had to do, they were offering $800 to get off the airplane. Well, the thing, when you buy a ticket on any airline, the airline has the right to, say, boot you. I mean, maybe they went about this the wrong way, but they it's in the its in the fine print. Well, it's hang on a second. It's in the fine print on United nobody, Airlines. I know, it's in the fine on airline, print. but nobody buys a ticket. Expecting, expecting to get not to get on. No, no, no. No one buys a ticket expecting not to get on the airplane and go somewhere. They're exactly. expecting a seat on the airplane. They bought a ticket. Yep. So United is obligated, in my opinion, United is obligated to fulfill the ticket they bought unless they willingly get off the airplane for a certain cost. If United couldn't get someone to get off the plane for $800, you don't drag the first guy you see into a bloody mess off. No, you should be bringing an auctioneer. Hey, I got 800, exactly. 800, 800, 800, 800, exactly. 800, 800, 800. I'll give you $1,500. Grab the somebody, little guy. Somebody will, 2000, eventually, 2000. United Airlines will get to a point where someone will go, I'll gladly take $1,500 and take the next one. Yeah, uh, if they walked out the aisle and held up $800 that someone would and said, it. hey, who wants to give up exactly. their seat for $800 smackjacks right now? They we need off. your seat, $800. Instead, Look at these crisp bills. Instead, what United do? They, they screwed it up. And here's the thing. Yeah, United has that. already laid, laid out the... Stewart the, is standing over and punching him. They've already... 
United has already said this. <laughs> we will take the risk of overbooking a flight to having to pay for someone to get off the flight if it's overbooked. Here's what's interesting. Airlines overbook flights all the time, and this is not an issue. One guy. Since we even know, I mean, think about it. Have we ever beat a passenger up taking off an airplane? Ever? There's I don't think it's ever we happened. should have, but we haven't. <laughs> exactly. The it's rules never, have changed, maybe. It's never happened before. No, Trump's president, brave new world. So the appeal that I, I have to the leftist or even Republican politicians, stop. We don't need a bill. We don't need more regulations. This will never happen again. I you promise need, you that. You need 250 to 300 pounds. Male stewardesses that are built like upside down Christmas trees, solid muscle that say, the I need your different. seat. Exactly. You know, they're going to go, okay. All right, your phone calls, 454-1366. Next, 454-1366. Coming up, we'll get to the GOP debate and those clips. Your phone calls, Lee Brothers, 820-WNTW. Ten minutes, that's it. Ten minutes and a black Sharpie budget crisis solved. The Lee Brothers. Problem Solvers on 820 WNTW. I mean, if people are getting dragged off planes and beaten up every day, maybe we need a law. But this is a politician's wet dream here. I'm, I can't, I'm here I'm here to help you. I have a new law that's going to state that United can't drag a passenger off and beat them up. It's not necessary. It's, it's not. But politicians are, you know, they're looking for the closest opportunity to a microphone to show, them how, show you how much they care. Because, you see, they care more than you. They care more than anyone. The law should say that no politician has the right to even open his mouth <laughs> on a case like this. That's without right. Without being tarred and feathered. For at least six weeks. And locked in a closet somewhere. I mean, give us a, give it, there ought to be a six-week cooling-down period for every politician, for everything that happens. Let's have a cool-down period. There is an election this year, in case you don't know. It's for the uh, governor of the Commonwealth, because T-Mac's gone. Thank goodness. And um, there was a debate last night at Liberty University. It was Frank Wagner, uh, Corey Stewart, and Ed Gillespie were the three candidates on the stage. And um, one of the questions was just, I can't believe some of the Do you think these people have time? They knew the debate was coming, right? So wouldn't you ask interesting questions? This is indeed interesting, but also ridiculous. Listen to the question asked of these three guys. I find this fascinating that 51% of all Virginia jobs, more than 1.8 million, are susceptible to automation. As governor, how do you plan on creating new opportunities for those who lose their jobs to automation? What can be done about this issue? Wow. Uh, well, when I'm governor, I'm going to uh, make pull sure... The pull the plug. Pull the plug. There will no more, no more robots. Blow the fuse. Turn off the breaker. I wonder if way back when they said, hey, rumor has it that Ford is creating a car. You're in the horse and buggy business. What do you want politicians to do? They're going to be hiding behind trees shooting at them as they go by. This, That's why cars would go what's so the, fast back in those days, which was 35 miles an hour, I think. But anyway. <laughs> so... The, <laughs> You're not right. Uh, the, the question has an inherent uh, premise. The premise is the governor should do something about this. What should the governor do? What do you want your politician to do? So 51% of you are at risk for robots. Please tell us what the governor can do about it. I think there's a bigger percentage, a bigger percentage chance that you'd be dragged from an aircraft after being beaten. <laughs> That Just is saying. Not, that is not well, that possible. True. 
So you believe the question? It's a brave new world. Hey, governors, um, we heard that the that we could lose our jobs due to automation. What what are you going to do about this as governor? What kind of magic wand can you swing around and and what can you? Po- it's the most. It's the stupidest question. And I wish I was a, a governor to, candidate. I could stand up and answer this one. I go, well, what what the name and Sam Hill do you want me to do? You want me to go around and talk to every corporation and say, don't autom- automate? I mean, or or do you want me to put a government program in place to do something about it? We should do a prank call. Call them up and say, we're afraid somebody's going to take our job. What do you do? I drive a septic tank suck truck. I go around and pop out septic tanks. You got a robot for that? <laughs> here's here's Ed Gillespie's answer, which I thought was good. The smell is and good. I've met with innovators and uh, technology leaders and others, and if we do an across-the-board income tax reduction for the personal income tax rates, the vast majority of small business owners pay their taxes in the personal income tax code, not in the corporate income tax code. And so we need to free them up. We need fewer regulations, and they will identify those technologies, those skills, and, and the, uh, the businesses and, uh, for the future for our diversity. They will? The companies will do it. Well, there's a heck of a good idea instead of a politician. Great answer, Ed. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820. WNTW. You may try all you want, but it's too hard to argue with common sense. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Hi, Bob here from United Airlines. You know, our airlines been in the news a lot lately. To make matters worse, flying can be dangerous. Sure, planes crash, and usually people die, but flying is still safer than driving. Just listen to those traffic reports. Gives me the chills. So next time you need to travel, remember this. Fly United. After all, most of our passengers get there alive. (laughs) Nice. The, the, the new commercial coming out for United Airlines. It sounds like I, I might have heard that somewhere before in the past. I don't know. 454-1366. Hey, check us out, 820 The Answer, 820theanswer.com. There you'll find um, Hillary Clinton is the one, it looks like, it's dragged off the election scene, that is. Uh, you'll see that uh, great photo there at 820theanswer.com. Click on the uh, founding fathers of the Lee brothers. And uh, you can also check out the explosion. Richard and I are big fans of mushroom clouds in the morning from Absolutely. a distance. Absolutely. This Moab video is at our, our page, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. You get to see the video of the explosion from 50,000 feet. But it still looks pretty pretty stinking you know, cool. As long as you can see it, it's still pretty awesome. Right. Is Easter true? Is it true? 820theanswer.com. Click on the uh, the Lee Brothers. Takes you right to that video also and the debate. The GOP debate in its entirety is found there also. <clears throat> when we come back from this, uh, with this break, we'll share a bit more of that with you. And if freedom dies here in America, is it dead forever? Walter Williams told us this week that it is, and it's worth fighting for. 820theanswer.com. 820theanswer.com. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. It is Good Friday. Happy Easter. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Only two-headed talk show on the planet Earth. 
You know, the, the name Lee means something here in the Commonwealth. Richard Henry Lee, who lobbied for independence, it's a great connection. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left, left, sometimes, sometimes far, far left. left, is, yeah. you know, I think it sounds better when I say it. I don't. And Richard Lee. I, I know, you, you think everything sounds better. All right, four, five, four. Like the blue bonnet margarine, everything's better with blue bonnet on it. You think everything's better with Oh, that commercial obviously worked. Uh, 454-1366. 454-1366. The GOP debated last night, three people wanting to be governor of the Commonwealth. Here is one of the questions, inevitably. I don't know. Again, this isn't even... People aren't thinking about this stuff, but guns came up again. Here's the moderator with the proverbial gun question. Can support comprehensive background checks for gun buyers. In Virginia, as you know, background checks are not required in private sales, including those conducted at gun shows and under private the sales. law. Neither the buyer nor the seller is required to seek out a background check. Can gun rights and gun control advocates find some common ground in the state? And how would you work to help them find that? Hmm. Interesting. Do they want common ground? Do the gun-cooked left progressives want common ground? As long as it means no one has a gun, they're fine with that. It's, that's exactly That's the their deal. common ground. The common ground is we get rid the of all guns. Or the highway. That's right. the common ground. Of course, we actually have a solution to the gun program. Here's ours. Ever heard this sound bite? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee Brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun. Help the Lee Brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Because we care. Email us today. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect you want you want united that's how you can unite if the left doesn't want your guns call us we'll just come pick them up and then we're all on the same page i think the government should issue guns to everyone that's not a criminal right we should Which, all be issued a government type gun if they want to control guns make them all the same caliber that's why it's easy to buy ammo well that's what i buy only 40 caliber handguns okay so there's the so we should go with your yes mine caliber the, my caliber so so only by nine millimeters that's just silly that's just silly it is silly why just would you buy, buy 40 let me ask you a question silly. if you can get 40 why would you buy nine just hey Forty is a higher number than four, nine. Four, five, four, thirteen, sixty-six. <laughs> if I could have forty dollars instead of nine dollars, all right, you take it in my pocket. I rather have forty. Right, you want to hear? You forty hear gallons it? of gas is better than nine <laughs> gallons of gas. Forty ounces of ground beef for your grill is better than nine ounces. So, do you want to hear Ed's answer to this? Ed Gillespie. Here's what he said about guns. I'm a believer and a strong defender of our Second Amendment individual right to keep and bear arms, and I would be so as governor. One of the things we need to do is uh, reverse, for example, the, uh, the ban that Governor McAuliffe imposed on law-abiding citizens from carrying uh, firearms, sidearms into government buildings. We need to make sure that there's not a patchwork of gun control laws all across the Commonwealth. We need to make sure that Virginians are not restricted in their ability to purchase uh, guns. Yeah, I agree with that. Is anybody else funny? Sure. Why don't we elect people that, that have enough common sense to realize if a criminal wants to walk into a government building with a gun, 
They don't care about the rules or the laws. Right, right. They're not going to read anything and say, daggone it, I really want to go in that government building over there with a gun. And now I can't because right. they changed the law. It's just not fair. Corey Stewart answered a little bit more passionately than Ed Gillespie. Here's Corey Stewart. The gun show loophole is a myth. <laughs> I love that. I love the story. It is a myth, by the way. It absolutely is a myth. Now, I'm not foisted so sure. upon mankind. It's a con foisted upon mankind. It is a myth. That's different than a myth. If you go to a gun show, you cannot buy a gun from a gun dealer without going through a background check. You can't. It's not they possible. Do it, they do it at the but gun you show. Can sh- you can sell guns to people. That is part of America. It's been that way since the founding. The gun show loophole is a myth. How many of you have been to a gun show? Raise your hands. What's up? A right. lot of me, you. me, 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 me. And how many of you have been able to go to a gun show and buy a weapon without getting a background check? None of you. That's because it's a myth. <laughs> Look, if I own a rifle or a shotgun and I want to sell it to my brother or to my son, what these regulations, what the left would do, would force me to do a, a background check on my own relative. It's true. If you're at a gun show and you want to sell weapons, you've got to do a background check. I'm very proud, and I'm very, very proud to stand up with gun owners and those who are fighting for Second Amendment rights. Okay, Corey, good job. You know, if you buy a gun from someone, you have 30 days to register it, and it costs like 50 bucks. And that's kind of a way of them doing a background check on you. If if you're a criminal and you go pay the $50, that shows that you're not only a criminal, you're a dumb criminal because, <laughs> first of all, criminals walk around with unregistered guns, and you just blew 50 bucks that you now have to go steal back from somebody, and they're going to catch you with the gun because... <laughs> steal back. You said... You just say that? You put your name... Is there a delay on that? Let's see if we can Joe pull, criminal. That, pull that Joe back. Criminal. <laughs> How does Joe Criminal get his money? I, I guess he, he steals, steals it from you and I. That's, unless we're carrying a 40, mil, 40 caliber Smith & Wesson <laughs> shield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you buy you you got what Glocks? What do you carry? Is it is it a Glock? I carry rocks it? nowadays. It rocks. You can't carry your Glock. I got a pocket full of rocks. No, just sir. What is it? What There's is the no carry? law against concealing rocks. Not yet. Somebody tries to rob you and you just nail them with a really nice boulder. I mean, a boulder. They can't do so. Now thing. it's not a rock. It's a boulder. Well, you if it reaches a, a certain level, like what, baseball size, I call boulder. those boulders. <laughs> I know a boulder is no, bigger. Golf ball is, is smaller. The, what is a boulder size considered? When do you, is it considered a boulder? I, I, Me, baseball is no, a boulder. No, that's not a boulder. A boulder would be somebody something hits that my you car can't with a boulder, with and I call the police. Someone say somebody hit my car with a boulder. That a is bo- a dent the size Richard, of a boulder inside Richard, of my car. A boulder would have to be something you can't. You have to roll. That would be a boulder. Well, a rock the size of a baseball would roll, probably. That's not my point. You can't pick it up. Would be considered. I it's a brick. I get, look at it. Look up. Def- okay, we're gonna have to do that. Find out what. A boulder. When does a rock become a boulder? Is really the question here. It's when it's big. Yeah. When it's. Uh, you know, I I would gauge that if you take something the size of a baseball, I call it a boulder. You call it whatever, and you slam it into the side of your car. The dent is not going to be the size of no, a baseball. No, it's it's going to be spread out. Right. To how big? Size of a boulder. Okay. So just. All right. Walter Williams showed up at. Um, well, he got an award this week, which is which is spectacular for. Um, boulders. The Bradley. No, it's not for Boulders. The Bradley Prize, and and in this speech, he talked about this idea that uh, that America has seen compassion by taking from someone else. Tragically, too many of our fellow Americans accept as moral 
government conduct which is clearly immoral. Most of us accept that it's okay for Congress to forcibly use one American to serve the purposes of another American. We just don't think of it that way. But at least two-thirds of the federal budget can be described as Congress taking the earnings of one American and giving them to another American to whom they do not belong. The activities of government that fit that category are <laughs> numerous. But some of them are farm subsidies, business bailouts, welfare, food stamps, Medicaid, and hundreds of other handout programs. He's so good. Keep in mind that the forcible use of one person to serve the purposes of another is a fairly good working definition of slavery. By the way, Walter Williams is black, and what a great American. We have more time on the other end of this. We'll share the rest of that clip with you and your phone calls. 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. The Lee Brothers, fighting for liberalism. Oh, fighting liberalism. Sorry, guys. The Lee Brothers on 820, WNTW. It was a race, a race to see history, but who would get there first? It was barely light enough to even see, let alone run. Oh, but they ran and they ran faster and faster. They had to know if what Mary said was true. John won. He got there first. He was more eager to see, or perhaps more eager to confirm. Could it be? Could it be, he thought. Could it be that Mary was right? Peter was right behind him. But it was John that saw first. The stone was moved. The guards are gone. Mary Magdalene was right. Someone had taken the Lord's body. But John noticed something else. The grave clothes. They were still there, even separated by the head wrap. But, but why? why? Why would someone take the body and leave the grave clothes? Unless, unless perhaps, could it possibly be? Could it be that someone after all didn't take him? Perhaps Peter finally caught up. He couldn't wait to see. Breathing heavy from the run, he paused and went into the tomb. Immediately, he believed. He saw the undisturbed clothes. He remembered the third day. He did exactly, exactly what he said he would do. Christ was alive. But he asked himself, what about the others? Will they believe? He turned to John and said, the others we must tell them quickly. Peter and John ran to tell what they have seen. Peter began to think, what about Thomas? What will it take to convince him? Will he and the others believe us? They found Thomas hiding with the others. Thomas was astonished at the news, as were they all. This can't be, he shouted. Weeping, Thomas said, I saw him die. 
I will not believe you unless I can put my finger in his wounds. Suddenly, before Peter could speak, Jesus appeared. Standing before them, Thomas fell to his knees and shouted, My Lord and my God, he has risen. He has risen indeed. Happy Easter. From the Lee Brothers. Happy Easter from the Lee Brothers. 454-1366. Your phone call's next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Richmond's beacon of truth in the land of the free and the home of the brave. This is the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Let's see if we can get uh, a little bit more of Walter E. Williams here after we received the Bradley Prize, talking about freedom, the government, and how if it dies here, it dies everywhere. I believe that it's praiseworthy and laudable to help one's fellow man by reaching into one's own pockets to do so. I think it's worthy of condemnation to help one's fellow man by reaching into somebody else's pockets. Democrats, listen. Hmm. Now, this uh, should be concern of a deep concern for those of us who are Christians. When God gave Moses the eighth commandment, thou shalt not steal, he didn't mean thou shalt not steal unless you get a majority vote in the United States, in the United States Congress. <laughs> he meant you shall not steal. Regardless. Now, for most of human history, mankind has been subject to arbitrary abuse and control by others. It's personal liberty that is the rare state of affairs and enjoyed by only a tiny part of mankind, mostly in the Western world, and for only a tiny part of its history, just a couple centuries or so. We Americans bear an awesome burden to preserve liberty. If liberty dies in America, it'll be dead for all times, everywhere. Incredible amount of pressure. All right, coming up, more of your phone calls, more of the show, and more of Easter dead ahead. 454-1366. It is Friday, a very, very good Friday. 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Google discriminates against women. At least that's what our government says. Oh, goody. Chick-fil-A, still a threat to college students all over the place. And Perriello, you know, Tom Perriello, has 12 ways he wants to help women when he's governor. Oh, jeez. We'll share what that with you. What is he going to do it under uh, 
alias. Under an alias. Perioli. Perioli. Under Perioli. Yep. Virginia Citizens America paid to the only two-headed talk show in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. My name is Scott Lee. No, I arrived here today. I said, Richard Lee is in the parking lot. And I, when I walked in the building, I said, Richard oh, Lee is stop. in the building. That's, stop. Please. Now, Richard Lee is on the air. Guess what? I'm Richard Lee. I'm just saying we were having a little fun. The, in the stupidity. <laughs> so that Scott likes to talk about himself that way. <laughs> Where are you going? Scott Lee is going to the restroom during the break. <laughs> Scott Lee is going to get a bottle of I water during to the hit break. A couple of those speakers. Okay, so Scott hard. <laughs> Got to call him Scott Lee. Oh my gosh, that's Scott what Lee. What a baby! What a beautiful baby! All right, that's enough of that. Get that baby out of here. That's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bridget Lee. Thanks for joining us. It's good to get the baby out of here. It's a very special day. All right, coming up at 5 o'clock, we're going to talk about Easter. We have a, a great uh, uh, story to tell you about the race, the race to see history, and then we'll talk about the most misunderstood, the most misunderstood movement in the history of the planet Earth. Scott's a president. That, uh, that coming up also. But first, Tom Perriello is running for governor. He sent out a letter that he wrote. 12 ways I will stand with Virginia women as governor. Because this, that that could be taken so wrong. If there's like a feminist group out there listening, they're going to be going, oh, yeah? He's not standing with me. Well, well not Who only that. Perioli guy? And, and not only that, why? Sounds like bread. Why? By the way, the, the Perioli thing was something I think that, uh, what was it? Um, it's better than Perio. Ber- Bernie Sanders said. Tom Perioli. <laughs> 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 I forgot about that. Tom Perioli. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, that was so funny. Yeah, so sticking up for women. I mean, this the 12 ways I will stand with women as governor. Why Why separate us? Why divide us? Is, is, there, is there another, you can come out with the 11 ways you're going to stand with men, but stand with women 12 ways? Or, or do you not want to stand with men at all? Or should men not vote for you because you're not standing with you're us? You're not standing with us. How dare you, I mean, Perioli? What, what does stand- you sound like bread. I know. What does Tom oh, Perioli. Stop. There we go. <laughs> what, what, is, what is it that you think requires you to make a different statement about women than a Republican? You wouldn't see the GOP come out with the 12 ways I'm going to stand for men and against women. And besides, what party, what politician runs to a microphone and says... I'm against women. I'm against women. I'm against men. Is, well, the, is the Republican Party against women and the women who vote Republican not know it? Is he making a statement that he's never stood with women before? Right. Just I've been in public service before, and you women, back then you sucked. But now, <laughs> now I'm going to stand with you because right. I've changed my name to Perioli. I mean, it's, it's just, that simple. Tom Perioli. All right, the, the, <laughs> is this now going to be every time we say Perioli, we got to play the Perioli clip? Maybe maybe he hasn't stood with women and his significant I, other is making him do this. It I could, can't stand. Happen. I can't stand identity politics. I, I just can't stand it. How you appeal to all the different little branches of people, how you divide us by hyphens, how you Democrats look into a crowd and see differences and and see and, the, and see how there are different voting blocks. Exactly. That's what they're seeing. They're seeing, wow, look at all the women. We better say something good that the women will go, yeah, they're we right. need the, we need these people to vote, so we better say something. Now it's, it's after the election; it will matter, and we're not going to do it anyway. We're going to do what we want, but for now, we better say something positive for these women. Here's what he said in his little um, his little letter. 
With the onset of the Trump administration, Virginia women now face a dual threat from Republicans in Washington and the General Assembly in Richmond. A dual threat. So all of the Republicans have got together and said, they said, we already had one threat. I got a great idea. I got a second threat. Trump. For women. It's Trump and the General Assembly. It's coming from the White House. We've got to talk about this. I want to know, women. What threat? 454-1366. Do you feel threatened? Is Tom Perriello right? Are you under attack? Are you women? 454-1366. I would love to hear a woman say, I feel threatened. My rights are taken away. Here's what he said in his letter. He continued, as our next governor, I will veto attacks on women's rights from the Republican legislature. I missed any veto bill. Veto attacks on women. So on women's uh, rights. People would women's actually... Rights. Okay, we need to write some bills. First one, let's see. Let's take away their right to vote. That's right. Their right to drive. Their, their right to go to school. Their right to drink beer. They don't drink beer. Their right not to wait on us hand and foot and rub our feet when we so desire. Other rights? Uh, other what rights? other rights should we is there, take away? Are there is a threat to women's rights? I, I, I just can't think of any other better ones. He's got, he's got 12. He's got a list of 12 to protect you women from the threat of Trump and those evil Republicans. Women say, well, I'm not getting anywhere near Trump because, you know, he's got wandering hands. <laughs> you're right. You're not getting anywhere near him because there's like 80 so Secret Service guys who'll slam you to the ground. All right, here's uh, here's the list. Here are, here's what he says. Quote, here are just a dozen ways I stand with Virginia women as governor. Again, why not stand with us? We're good guys. You don't want to stand with men? It's only women you, know you want to stand for. He may have a gender identity crisis going on no, there. But what an incredible. It could happen. It could what happen. an incredibly you good point. You see him walking out of a women's bathroom, we're going to be like, whoa. Well, bingo. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> perioli that, that is maybe that's where the perioli name came from maybe but that when i'm a woman i'm perioli but when i'm a g b t q community <laughs> oh, that was hilarious i mean come on some are horrible people horrible human beings who cares, who cares? all right so all right so, <laughs> all right so tom perioli men don't matter <laughs> Women do. Number one on his list. We're going to go through all 12 of these because these are just, it's a joke. Number one on Tom Perriello's dozen ways he's going to stand with Virginia women. And again, 454-1366, does it make any difference to you? What is a women's issue? Here they are. Number one, propose an amendment to the Constitution of Virginia. An amendment. To protect the right to choose. You see. They have the right to choose. There's no need to propose an amendment to the Constitution of Virginia. That's just. How you say stupid because they already have the right to choose. They're not getting anything out of that unless you're bobblehead and you don't have a clue. Then you might get something out of it. But by the way, you've already got it. Why is the left? That's like saying, we're going to give you the right to wear shoes, women. Oh, my gosh, shoes. (laughs) Now, that might be something. Now, there's a women's amendment. I'm going (laughs) to... That's their point. That was a... What's the difference? (laughs) No, listen. That is so perfect. That That is hilarious. That is, the, is that in here? Is that one of his 12, the <laughs> shoe be. thing? It should be. That, now, that's the way to wait women to vote. <laughs> why, why is it left? And someone needs to explain this one to me, too. Why is the left this the only issue? And number one on this list is abortion. He says. They already have that. He said if, if Roe v. Wade is one vote away from going away, if it does, guess what it goes back to? The states. Right. It that's goes it. right back to the states, and the states get to decide. And, oh, by the way, Virginia decided that you don't, have the right to choose, you can move out of Virginia. Right. And you can also still 
How do you kill your baby at home? I don't know. Uh, the women's right to choose is under attack by Trump in a hostile court. That's why I support passing an amendment, enshrining the rights guaranteed under the Virginia Constitution. I bet you that's what Jefferson was thinking the whole time in Madison. Yeah, I'm sure. We need to I'm enshrine sure. this into the Constitution. You know, the right to... Let's not put it in there. Let's enshrine it in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the word, specifically enshrine. Enshrine. That sounds so good. That's a All good right, word. Enshrine. Number two. Crap. Don't have time for number two. I think well, I'm going to enshrine some well, of these well, twizzlers well, over we're here. Gonna yeah. no, number two, it gets better. It gets better. The list of the remaining 11 ways that Tom Perriello is going to stand with you women if he's governor. 454-1366. Your phone calls next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Scott and Richard Lee. The yin and yang of talk radio. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Resist, insist, persist, <laughs> enlist. Have that cyst <laughs> removed. <laughs> oh my! The left—they're just—they're perfect, aren't they? Everything rhymes. You know, you think Hillary intentionally did that? Of course. Resist. That is pathetic. Insist, persist, enlist. Uh, Periolos. That's one of those. Then th- they just make you nauseous yes. to hear them. If you've heard a whole group of people chanting that, that would just make me ill. Well, they do. That's pathetic. All right, Tom Perriello is on your side, women. He's on your side. I'm She's a good you. sport, too, just to, yeah. just to say. you know, yeah, She Hillary's lost fair and square. Yeah. She slapped some people around, threw some you know accessories off the tables sure. at him, and sure. then Got drunk and laid super. in the floor, kicked and screamed, and had someone else go down and say, <laughs> hey, sorry, she's hey the sea hag, I mean, Miss <laughs> Clinton is not coming down. Yes. She's up there, you know, horrible candidate. smacking the crap out of people, whoever get in line for it, because but, but, y'all lost the campaign for her, not her. Yeah, not her, not her incompetence and her being the worst candidate ever, ever. So uh, Tom Perriello has 12 ways he wants to work with you women. No, he's not going to work with you. These are 12 ways he wants to stand for you in other words, governor. He wants your vote, and he does, he'll say anything to get Anything. Anything. Literally anything. So number one was a constitutional amendment protecting your right to, for abortion. Which you already have. Number two, per, listen to this. Provide family leave and guaranteed medical leave to care for new children, aging parents, or an ill family member. As governor, I will guarantee workers... Of uh, any any worker, I guarantee you, when you get hired, I'm going to walk into your boss's office and I'm going to say, eight weeks, baby, well, eight it, weeks." Paid. Somebody in the in the audience should raise their hand and say, uh, "Perioli, let me ask you a question, Breadman. Um, this paid this paid leave thing, the companies are going to be required. Is it called paid leave? Like I'm going to get my full pay? Now here's for what he said. Eight weeks. He said two thirds of their pay, which I think okay. is hideous. Why not? Why not full pay, Tom? Why not full pay? If you're I mean, going to come on, if you're going to force if you're an employer, screw the employer or give the the uh, the employees the opportunity. To, you know, if you've got a star employee, a really great employee working for you, and all of a sudden something tragic happens in their family, you're going to take care Every of them. Every employer does. You're going to take care of them, or you suck as an employer and should be doing something well, else. And they, they can go to work somewhere else that will take care of them. Well, think of the opposite. Let's say the employer does suck. Are we suggesting that the best solution is Tom Perriello with his government Bigfoot to come in and put a law in place to regulate your employer? You think that's going to be good for you and your employer? Yes, that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Because we care more than any employer. About women. Yeah. We want your vote. What a con. Force it upon mankind. What a lie. What, what, and From the, the woman kind, I guess you'd and, say. And the people who buy this, and why is this only for women? Do men not get leave? 
Is mankind in- inclusive of men and women, or no. is it just men? It used to be. It used to be, but now, now it's, it's not. Yeah, no, okay. It's mankind still, is man. It's men. It's it's men. It should be mankind it because should be. it should be. And mankind. then there could be womankind. And there is. Well, if you see a large group of the members of the womankind coming at you, and they're not happy. That's get right. in your car and drive. <clears throat> Number three, help Virginians afford childcare. Now, how, the, how is he going to do this? It's a t- it's a tax credit. A tax credit is what he wants. Number four, in the gender pay gap, which doesn't exist. There is no gender pay gap. I don't know why the left continues to go down this road, but even if it's true, even if there is a gender pay gap, there the is. government is now going to regulate what you employ every employee. Either what do they want a record? The, the, the gender rec- pay gap, the, the biggest offender of any gender pay gap rule, law, whatever, is the government. Hillary Clinton was paying oh, women seventy percent of what she was paying men. That's a the whole gender thing is stupid. And then she come out and say it's it's not fair for a woman not to get the same thing a man's getting unless I'm the one paying them. Listen to number and five. seventy percent. Number five on the list: eliminate the tampon tax in Virginia. What? <laughs> Virginia, I didn't even want to. Hang on, I'm a visual guy, Virginia, and I just don't want to. I don't want to hear this. I mean, Virginia, Virginia, <laughs> too much info. Virginia currently provides sales tax exemptions for hearing aids, eyeglasses, and non-prescription drugs, but not like a, for tampons. Is this like a tobacco tax? So, so I mean, it's, if it's, you buy cigarettes, it's got all these different taxes. So if you buy tampons, are there all these different taxes? Tom Perillo <laughs> wants to push the repeal of the tampon tax. There's not a tampon tax necessarily. It's just a tax. You are insane. There's, there's, no, there's a sales tax on everything you buy. Exactly. 454-1366. 454-1366. That's Lee good Brothers. to know I don't have to pay taxes on tampons anymore. <laughs> Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Truth, justice, and the American way. And that's just Richard, the Lee Brothers, on 820 WNTW. Truth, justice, and the American way. And that's just Joseph in Suffolk. You're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, um... This, this tampon tax, I'm all for it. Well, there is one. There's not one. That's the oh, whole not, joke okay, of this. I, I, no, 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 no. I know that they call it tampon tax. Well, you got to say, you got to call it something. But, you know, whenever you buy tampons, you don't pay sales tax on it. I'm all for that. Unfortunately, the people he's talking to, the audience are out there chanting, no more tax on tampons. They're probably screaming, what are we going to do with all this money? <laughs> all this well, money. It's a joke. The Periello is a joke to even make this point. That there's a tampon tax. It's ridiculous. All That's right. That's a great call, Joseph. Google. Google mispays their employees. We'll talk about that next. 454 1366. Lee Brothers 820. The Lee Brothers. Intelligent, informed conversation with an occasional mispronounced word. 820 on 820 WNTW. Friday. Not just any Friday. It's the good Friday. It is good. Happy Easter from the only two-headed talk show in Richmond. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and brother. Is, Sitting to his left sometimes as far left. Is Richard Lee. Oh, uh, yeah. Can't, we cannot get over Perry Yellow here. We've been talking about this in the break. This whole idea that he has 12 ways he wants to stand with Virginia women. And not, got, not men, Virginia women. And one of them is this made-up. This made-up tampon tax, he says. You get number five on his list of 12. Virginia currently provides sales tax exemptions 
for hearing aids, eyeglasses, and non-prescription drugs, but continues to tax women for feminine hygiene products. Can you no? just hear the women out in the crowd whispering at each other, I had no idea I was paying that tax. Did you know no, you were paying a tax? tax? It's called I had no sales idea tax. I was paying a tax. So by his logic... It's not fair. How, Men don't pay the tax. Why would his logic go right to feminine hygiene products? I don't understand. Why because wouldn't it just go down to other things? Feminine. feminine. So, uh, essentially what he's saying he is... He's talking to the feminine people in the audience. What he's saying is, I guess, is women shouldn't pay sales tax on hygiene products. And, I mean, that's... He's not saying they're taxed more because they're women. They're just saying women shouldn't pay sales tax, and he's going to fix that. Quote, as governor, I will push to repeal the tampon tax and promote gender equity in the tax code, unquote. What a pile of horse Gender dumb. equity? Have you ever met a Democrat that didn't like a tax? Exactly. A tax on anything. On anything. Right, exactly. You know, right. when he's making up taxes, there's a tampon tax out there. I don't know if you people are aware of it. It's, <laughs> no, it's hiding no in the one. shadows, hiding <laughs> in the shadows. <laughs> and every time you go in the store and buy a package of tampons, you're paying that tax. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That is, there uh, isn't one. I mean, that's like saying um, there's a hidden tax on men because there's a sales tax on beer when you go buy. I mean, it's just insane. A man walks by a woman and her her little bank Easy. account and her purse Easy. goes, cha-ching. Yeah. She has right. to pay that tax on that man. That is, this is the ridiculous statement by Periello. The stupidity. Yeah, no kidding. That fits in perfectly. Well, the problem right. is a lot of people in the audience are going, man, this guy's going to do so much for us with that. Oh. Tampon ta- tax. Tampon tax. We didn't know existed. Now we get to wear shoes without being fined. <laughs> it's just a- All right, so Periello's 12 ways to help women if he's governor. Uh, that's one through five. Actually, let me go through them real quick, just for those who are just now joining us. Number one, a constitutional amendment for abortion in Virginia. Uh, Number two is paid leave, so you can get paid when you're not with your employer. Number three is uh, child care paid for by your uh, taxpayer. Number four, the gender pay gap, which doesn't exist. Number five, the tampon tax, which doesn't exist. Number six, combat rape and sexual assault. Yeah, only he wants to do that. Republicans want more of it? I mean, that's just stupid. Number seven, ensure ensure that you have a... uh, there a tax on that? That there's no longer a waiting period for abortions, so no more ultrasound. Number eight, increase funding for women's health centers. Not men's, but women's. Uh, number nine, uh, veto attacks on the General Assembly's attack on women. Whatever. Uh, expand Medicaid coverage. That's not a women's issue, bonehead. Uh, number 11, keep guns out of the hands of stalkers. We already do that. Eliminate human trap. No, by the way, we don't do that because... Bad people are going to get guns anyway. Maybe you ought to put guns in the hands of women. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you want to get the guns out of the hands of stalkers, arm every woman who's willing to be armed and give them, I don't know, a 007 license to kill. Somebody stalks you, (laughs) pop a cap. They won't stalk you very long. A 007 license for women. Absolutely. 007 license to kill. All right, number 12 was eliminate human trafficking in Virginia, and everyone wants to do that. Unless Tom Perry is somehow unique in that. So, Human trafficking needs to be stopped worldwide. Right. You know, right. how is he, you know, just that's just fr- so frustrating. This guy. I made it all He up. couldn't he's, stop a dog chasing a cat, but he can stop human trafficking. Uh, yeah. he, no, he's not. He, we wish he could. We're all, we all should. All right, here's something else about Democrats. And Tom Perry is the biggest one. He actually mentioned this um, somehow in his 12 ways. 22 Virginia state senators. It's a 12-step plan. 22 of the most liberal Virginia state senators sent a letter 
to the Metropolitan Washington Airport Authority, urging them to pay $15 an hour for airport and airline workers. Now, this might sound good to some of you bobbleheads, but how? I just This is a question. It's a legitimate question. 454-1366. How do these 22 Democrats know how hard each person is working? Do they, how do know? they know how much they're making now? Right. And what exactly? I'm sure there were some who are making less than fifteen dollars an and I'm hour. I'm sure there's some making more than fifteen dollars an hour. And the ones who are making more than fifteen dollars an hour, what are you saying to them if you come in and force the employer to pay bad employees right. more money? What are you saying to the good employees? Maybe the ten dollar an hour guy or the nine dollar an hour guy is in fact a nine or ten dollar right. an hour guy. What maybe he's he not doesn't $15. deserve fifteen dollars right. an hour and if somebody that's been there 15 years, he's making $15 an hour. Now, all of a sudden, Joe is going to be making $15 an hour, too. You think they're going to take him up to 22, 21? No, they're not. You Democrats are hilarious. No, they're not. Democrats try to define compassion in the weirdest of ways. I mean, this is compassionate to force an employer to pay. You don't know how hard an employee works. Why do Democrats always act like they know how hard an employer works? Well, this this is a free enterprise system. It's a land of opportunity. And they've got no right to tell any business right. what they're supposed to pay people. People will get if if you're a good business owner and you're a you're a good person, a good business owner, you're going to reward your employees right, exactly to the, to the extent they should be rewarded. And but that's my point. They stick their face in the employer employee relationship and somehow feel justified and righteous by saying you should pay them more. You have no clue. You are a leftist Democrat surrounded by a beltway, acting like a king and queen. In this case, they're Richmond beltway, acting like you're kings. How do you 22 Virginia senators have any idea if they're a good employer or not? You don't know. Stay out of it. That's why the free market works, to avoid people like you. And then there's this, Google. Listen to this. Last week, Google had a visit from the U.S. Department of Labor. And, and, and these people are such good people. I mean, the U.S. Department of Labor, they're there to help labor. I'm they're, here with the Department of Labor. I carry a badge. And they do. That would be a good new TV show. Department of Labor, men with badges. They said they searched the powerhouse Google systematically and found it pays if female employees less than it pays men. Now, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I would be willing to bet... You know, maybe they've got 40 women to 60 men just that, to they make do. it simplicity. That, a, no, it's even worse than that. There's not as many w- women as there are men. That's what I'm saying. There'd yes. be less women than there are men. Right. So they may be in jobs that don't deserve or require that level of pay. Or effort or whatever. But they're not. They're, I guarantee you they're not categorizing them as such. They're just saying these women who happen to work the snack bar, they'll get paid <laughs> – what this guy over here, who was a genius at age four, and, you know, there's a disparity there. We found, according to the Department of Labor, we found systematic compensation disparities against women pretty much across the entire workforce. Let me tell you something. This is funny. Google is a huge leftist, Democrat, socialist machine. They love leftism. and I wonder what they think of this now. Well, they love leftism, and leftism... According to folks like Seahag, right, Miss Clinton, right, that would never, that could never happen in a leftist organization, a oh. leftist company, because 
They would never do that. Oh, of course not. So, however, this is the point of this. Even though she did it. <laughs> right. It comes back to that. the original point. How does a government agency know what women are good employers or employees and which are not? And how do they know who's working hard and who's working not hard? You and, know, they didn't they, go they in there. Want, they, they didn't go in there and go, let me see how hard you work. They don't spend all yeah. the time. Let they me don't see know. their employer, employee know. appraisals. Let me see yeah, their, right. their... They don't do that crap. You do an annual appraisal, I guarantee you Google does something like that. Quarterly, every six months, annually. I guarantee you Google probably does. And it, I, I guarantee you they didn't go in and say, right. Department of Labor, man with a badge. I want to read their employee right. re- their work reviews. That didn't happen. So here we find ourselves, even if it's true. I'm just surprised they went into Google of all places. Oh, they go in everywhere. This is a you know, they, we, we don't need a department. Hobby of Labor. Lobby. Get rid of the Department of Labor. Hobby Lobby is a Christian run, and they're a threat. Conservative a organization and a top-notch company. It's managed better than most. They didn't go there. This this is, I think this is a huge threat to liberty. Quite honestly, the Department of Labor can go into Google and do this, even if it's true. And Google pays women less than men. Are you sure? Now think about this, Democrats and leftists and big government elitists, that you want the government involved in every company making decisions about employees? I'm not so sure you do. All right, coming up, Chick-fil-A. It's still a threat to so many of these universities. They want Chick-fil-A removed from campuses. Still, we'll talk about that and your phone calls. 454 1366 454 1366, Lee Brothers 820. The w- government's trying to be a union with power. They, uh, good point. 820 WNTW. The news as it should be. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. The threat. The threat of a chicken sandwich. On four, campus. Four, An four, unsafe chicken sandwich. 454-1366. 454-1366. Du- uh, Duquesne. Duquesne University in Pittsburgh this week. Uh, is upset, not the university, there's a group of uh, liberal malcontent panty-waist whiner They call students. them student, student senators. I wonder if they walk around with like, <laughs> That's right. like a toga on or something. I'm a student senator. Duquesne sent a survey out to their students and said, hey, what, what do you want to see on campus? And the students said, uh, chicken. We, want, we would like a chicken restaurant. Tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken. And um, so Duquesne said, okay, we brought Chick-fil-A on. And, Which you know, is considered, considered in this room as the best it is. chicken place That's awesome. on the in planet. In fact, it's the best fast food place on the planet. And It is. I mean, The only problem is it's so crowded nowadays that nobody goes there anymore. It's, it's fresh. Just, it's clean. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Uh, that makes total sense. Nobody goes there. I'm not taking any silverware out of the drawer. It's full. I'm never going in that drawer again. Duquesne. <laughs> Duquesne uh, announced in late March that Chick-fil-A was chosen as a new campus dining option because of student feedback and surveys. It was met by a student government association senator at large by the name of Martini. Martini. Martini, who said... He made that, that name up. Martini was a member of the university's Lambda-Gay-Straight Alliance. Lambda-Gay-Straight Alliance. Wait a minute. I thought if it was an alliance between gay and straight, then where's the rift? There shouldn't be any rift. And, and I want to know if his name is really Martini. Martini said in the campus newspaper, quote, Chick-fil-A has a questionable history on civil rights and human rights, unquote. Change my name to Malibu. Wait a minute. I, I, Chick-fil-A has a questionable history on civil rights? It makes chicken! 
That's all it does. What do you mean on civil rights and human rights? I guarantee you Chick-fil-A didn't say, you know what, we're going to make a stand on civil rights and human rights, and then we'll make chicken. They didn't, exactly. They're just making chicken sandwiches. I like to order a sandwich. First, we must, we must. make we a stand. Must. <laughs> then, what kind of sandwich? You want it fried? Do you want it baked? How do you want it? This Martini Yahoo said, quote, I think it's imperative that university chooses to do business with organizations that coincide with the mission and expectations their students have regarding diversity and inclusion. I promise you, when you go to get a Chick-fil-A sandwich on this campus, they're not rejecting anyone. No, they're not going to say, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Lambda Straight Gay Alliance said, quote, I've tried very hard within the last semester and a half to promote a safe environment for the LGBTQ community, almost like Trump would have said that. So if they're going to walk in there and go, Oh, no, there's people from the LGBTQ community just came in the door. Everyone hurled their chicken nugget sandwiches, whatever you get in your hand, at these people until they leave. LGBTQ community. It's not safe in there? It's not safe in there. So they fear. Now, back to the quote here. People are going to throw banana peels on the floor? Watch this. They're going to slip and fall. So I fear that Chick-fil-A being an options with for many, that many that maybe people will feel the safe place is at risk. The, the safe place. Are these people is, for that real? Make, that doesn't even make any sense. The, the, tell the, me, explain that sentence to me. The well, safe place no is that. I can do that. Tell, I'm, tell, I'm, explain I'm, it to I'm, me. I can't, can, can you, I can't yeah, you can. You. I can't either. Well, it's stupid. School, doesn't make any sense. Listen to that. School. Meanwhile, school officials have attempted to reassure concerned students <laughs> that they can go into Chick Fil. How this is. So you don't have to worry. About, I don't even know. I don't even know how to talk to people who think this way. Because the only it's thing they've got to worry about is if they try to eat too fast, they might choke on a piece of chicken. That's the only thing that con- should concern them. And they yet. should be concerned with any restaurant for that matter. Exactly. If they eat too fast, they exactly. Might it's not a Chick Fil A phenomenon. People no, are walking into Chick Fil A and choking people on chicken choke sandwiches. On, they don't serve hot dogs there. Hot dogs are a big choker. Big, big choker. Big choking hazard. Big choker. That's teach somebody it. in your group the Heimlich maneuver. In fact, teach two in case the first one happens to need it. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, learn the Heimlich. If a chicken nugget gets stuck, tell the guy to hold his hand in front of his mouth because it's so tasty you don't want to waste it. And do the Heimlich. Duquesne University spokesman said that they asked the chain and the chain Chick-fil-A assured the university that they do not discriminate. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you that... The, the, so firm, the firm, when believe. the firm stopped laughing, <laughs> they assured the university they don't discriminate. Exactly. The All guy right. had to catch his breath first. 454-1360. <laughs> the left. I, I would have said. Hang on a second. I thought the left was tolerant. Is it okay that Chick-fil-A isn't supporting gay marriage? Is it okay with you leftist people or not? A lot, here's, a, here's the thing. A lot of people don't support that. A lot of companies don't support that. Start boycotting. Start boycotting don't everything before you know you're going to be hungry. Well, don't go there. <laughs> Stay away. Let, let us go to Chick-fil-A. It's always exactly. too bad anyway. All that the, way we can park in the Chick-fil-A's parking lot well, exactly. instead of the business well, exactly. next door. Exactly. Quit you're doing really that. You're really hurting that place. You're you killing it. Democrat you're killing it. Leftist puke. Stay away. I need you're more chicken. You're really killing it. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. The Lee Brothers. Virginia citizens. American patriots. On 820 WNTW. Well, here's the problem. A new book that sells the concept of communism to kids in simple terms of a children's story is available on Amazon.com. Uh, you know, Amazon shouldn't be selling that book. Amazon, Amazon should take 
a stance and say, I'm not selling this garbage. Communism for Kids is the name by MIT Press. Unfolds like a story with jealous princesses and fancy swords and displayed peasants, mean bosses, and tired workers. Gee, I wonder if they have anything that says, let's all be Nazis. Yeah, right. That, that would be good. Let's too. have a Nazi weekend. Here's the good news. This book didn't make its top 100 books at all. It probably didn't make the top three. It didn't. It didn't. It's like at the very, very bottom. I can't bottom. believe they're selling it. It's got 1.7 out of five stars. And it's... It's got 1.7 stars? Yeah, here's a, here's one of the quotes. There's about your it. Hillary voters. One of the people. One of the people put a comment next to the book under Amazon. If communism is so great, why are you selling the book? Isn't that capitalism? <laughs> 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 Perfect. I want to party with that guy. All right, coming up, Easter, <laughs> the Easter race, and we believe with Jamie Radke, we'll talk about what Easter means. It's it's uh, the most misunderstood. Through the great in history. Yes. We'll talk about that in your phone calls. 454-1366. The Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. It is 5 o'clock in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah. It was a race, a race to see history, but who would get there first? It was barely light enough to even see, let alone run. Oh, but they ran and they ran faster and faster. They had to know if what Mary said was true. John won. He got there first. He was more eager to see, or perhaps more eager to confirm. Could it be? Could it be, he thought. Could it be that Mary was right? Peter was right behind him. But it was John that saw first. The stone was moved. The guards are gone. Mary Magdalene was right. Someone had taken the Lord's body. But John noticed something else. The grave clothes. They were still there, even separated by the head wrap. But, but why? why? Why would someone take the body and leave the grave clothes? Unless, unless perhaps, could it possibly be? Could it be that someone, after all, didn't take him? Perhaps. Peter finally caught up. He couldn't wait to see. Breathing heavy from the run, he paused and went into the tomb. Immediately, he believed. He saw the undisturbed clothes. He remembered the third day. He did exactly, exactly what he said he would do. Christ was alive. But he asked himself, what about the others? Will they believe? He turned to John and said, the others... We must tell them quickly. Peter and John ran to tell what they have seen. Peter began to think, what about Thomas? What will it take to convince him? Will he and the others believe us? They found Thomas hiding with the others. Thomas was astonished at the news, as were they all. This can't be, he shouted. 
Weeping Thomas said, I saw him die. I will not believe you unless I can put my finger in his wounds. Suddenly, before Peter could speak, Jesus appeared. Standing before them, Thomas fell to his knees and shouted, My Lord and my God, he has risen. He has risen indeed. Happy Easter. From the Lee Brothers. Love this song. We can play it like on and on and keep going with it. I mean, that would be that would be the best. Hey, celebrate with us, would you please? Celebrate us on this Good Friday and Sunday, the day that changed the world. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. My name is Scott Lee. My name is Jose. <laughs> My name is Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us. Get Jose out of the <laughs> studio, please, now, sir. Yes, get out. Thanks for joining us. It's lovely. Good Friday. What a beautiful, beautiful day for so many reasons. Exactly. Hey, joining us right now is Jamie Radke. Jamie Radke is the president of We Believe. Hey, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hey. Uh, good, good Friday to you both. Oh, thank uh, you so much. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good Friday to you. I, I've been following your organization. I love it. La- the last time we were uh, involved with you was the Explore God movement. I think it was in the fall. Was it September or something like that, was it? What's right, it? it was September through the end of October. That's right. So I, I wanted to have you on because I wanted an update to that. I wanted to see where what you have seen change in Richmond because of it. And then I want to talk to you just about Eastern General, about your organization. But first, Explore God. Let's talk about that for a second. Because we spent three or four um, shows talking about this movement that drew everyone to the churches. Back they, like seven, I think it was. May, what, maybe it was seven, exactly. I think so. Did you see a uh, uh, a change in Richmond because of that? I mean, well, we did. We saw a change in a lot of wonderful ways. Number one, it, it was unprecedented in seeing 150 churches come together from different denominations, from different parts of Richmond, different um, cultures coming together, and they were all working together to tell the message of, of Christianity and Jesus Christ. And, you know, oftentimes churches get very divided in what their differences were, and, and we saw churches uniting and and the, the, the cool part about that is it sent such a powerful message to people. They were like, wait a minute, I, I've never seen this happen before. And so we had almost a 1,000 discussion groups all over Richmond, people coming, showing up at churches, right. wanting to see what all the what all the unity was about. They've never seen that kind of unity before. And um, we still have discussion groups going on. Um, the impact has been felt far and wide. We have churches now up in northern Virginia that had heard about Richmond and are launching this Sunday their Explore God campaign That's and initiatives, awesome. and so we've seen a lot of great impact and young young adults um, telling us their stories of of quest, being able to go to a place and answer questions, you know, ask questions and have discussions um, in a sort of a safe and honest place um, was very very powerful. And that leads me to we believe. That's awesome which is you're the president of We Believe. And what what are you doing with that organization right now, especially on this Easter weekend? Well, this, 
this Easter weekend, I mean, we believe it's about just really leveraging technology and all of social media just to engage young adults in conversations, a place where they can go, um, ask whatever question they have, and be able to have a dialogue back and forth. And um, so that's what we've been doing all week this week. We've been writing articles. We've been sharing videos of different people telling their stories in the Richmond area. Well, and just letting people come and ask questions, and, and we get some great questions, and a lot of people who are who are skeptical, um, and it's always a safe place just to kind of have those conversations, those spiritual conversations. Let me let me just read from your email blast here. I I, I love this. This is made me just think I'm going to have Jamie on. For too many millennials, Easter is just another day that may remember stories from childhood about bunnies and eggs. Some may even remember the story of Jesus, but it does not impact their lives. We believe is on mission to introduce millennials to the life transformation that is possible through a personal relationship with our resurrected king. This is a message that has become muddled and distorted in today's culture. Jamie, I couldn't agree more. In fact, for the last two hours, I've been talking about something that's radically misunderstood, and that is the resurrection and what Easter is all about. And Jamie, if you could, if you could send us some information, if, if you would like, we would be glad to, to do uh, an announcement about events about this every single week on the show. We'd run, com- well, you know, commercials for lack of a better term for you. If, if you would well, like for us to help. Well, I absolutely would. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a really bit bad perception out there, especially from baby boomers and those of us that tend to be older, although I'm not a baby boomer. <laughs> but those of us that tend to be older, that young adults really don't have any interest in, in spiritual matters. They don't have any um, interest in Christianity. They don't, they're not deep. And I have found that to be completely opposite. I have found that young adults who have grown up in a world where everything is about 140 characters and about, you know, snapshots and pictures and stuff, are really craving to have deeper conversations about meaning and purpose of life. Why am I here? Why, who cares about me? And is there a God? And what does that mean in my life? And, and so we find it to be just the opposite. And they're looking for people to enter into those conversations with them. And we've been really encouraged by that. And the churches have... So we have so many churches in the Richmond area who are coming back to us and saying, what are we going to do for round two? How do we build right. better communities in our churches that can that are places that young adults feel welcome? Um, and so those are great conversations we're having all over the city. Well, God bless awesome. what you're doing, and thank you so much for uh, enlightening us here. Yes, and um, I hope you have a phenomenal Easter, Jamie, and uh, God bless you and your organization, and um, appreciate what you're doing. Send, send us over some information by email. And, I uh, will, and well, people can also check us out at webelieve.me, and they can read some of the stuff we've been putting out. I love cool. that. We'll we write up some dot spots. Me. We'll email them back to you and see what you think, and then we'll get them recorded on the air. That sounds awesome. Thanks so much. Hey, Jamie, great. Jamie Radke, the president of We Have Believe. A great Easter, Jamie. A truly great American. All right, uh, your phone call's next, 454-1366. And we discuss something very misunderstood. That next, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Like Batman and Robin, your conservative dynamic duo. Just no costumes and utility belts, normally. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. There's a peace I've come to know.
Tom, when I will rise. Happy Easter from the Lee Brothers. It is Good Friday. That's a beautiful song. You know, when you think about this time of year and where we are in our culture, you have to say everything is acceptable except Christianity. And it just breaks my heart because, you know, you see this coexist bumper sticker and you're thinking to yourself, man, there's there's only... Read it yourself. Right. You know, I've got no problem with coexisting. Apparently, they do. Some do. But Christianity is the only thing that's not acceptable. And so, it becomes a threat. And if Christianity is a threat, then so much of, of what we base our, our culture and our country on is wrong. Very true. So, it's misunderstood. There's no question about this. I mean, look, look what look what Easter is now. We spent eighteen billion dollars this Easter. What are we spending eighteen billion dollars on? You know what? What are we? What? How did Easter become a materialistic holiday where you spend eighteen? What are you buying? Easter baskets? How can you be spending eighteen billion dollars? Think about this for a minute. All of the the people that are in need. All of the people that are just in need. In this country, there should be no one. Eighteen billion dollars. Everybody donate that money to an organization. Yeah, exactly. Let them use that to help those people in need. What a difference it could make. The world is in the con- lives of so many. You know, instead of an Easter egg hunt. You know, the Lee brothers. We we do this program for a number of reasons. One is because we enjoy it, but number two, we feel like we we have something that we we have a view that we want to to argue and prove to you. And it mainly is our cultural and political realm. But there's a bigger picture here. It's it's our eternal, it's our soul, it's Christianity. The world looks at the cross and shakes its head, doesn't get it, misunderstood completely. They're confused. And they're confused because they don't understand. They understand the cross. They, it, when they understand it is when they realize, when you really realize that you are the reason the cross exists. Once you come to that reality, you're like, I see this being completely different. Right now, the world sees themselves as good and perfect. I don't have a problem. I'm not in a river drowning. So when someone jumps in the river to save you to drown, they're confused. They don't understand. I'm not in the river drowning. But if you're in the river drowning and someone jumps in to save your life and while saving your life gives up their own, it's a different view. That is what Easter can tell you. All right, Imagine fu- what the world would be like if, if there were no God. Imagine what the world would be like if there was no love. Because right. there is love here because there is God here. Right. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. If political talk radio makes you sick, throw up with the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. It's always a good one. You know which one this is? Look it up. God's not dead. Good Friday to you. All right, your phone calls, 454-1366, 454-1366. Check us out, 820theanswer.com. 820theanswer.com. Is, uh, is Easter real? That video is there. You can check us out, 820theanswer.com. 
Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 530 in the capital of the Commonwealth. You may try all you want, but it's too hard to argue with common sense. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Well, today I found myself After searching all these years And the man that I saw He wasn't at all who I thought it'd be Love this one, too. You know, something about the uh, the contemporary Christian music. You know, listen, listen to this. It's so perfect. This is called uh, Born Again by Third Day. What a great name for a group, Third Day. And, and these, these groups are so talented. It's, they're truly blessed with the talent. But we're truly blessed to be able to, to listen to them because they... All of them are great. Right. All of them are incredible. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Happy Good Friday and happy Easter to you. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and brother. Sitting to his left, sometimes it's far left. left yeah. is Richard Lee. All right, well, uh, your phone calls, 454-1366. Check us out, 820theanswer. 820theanswer.com. Is Easter true? Is Easter true? There's a great video there. And also uh, Hillary getting yanked off United Airlines flight. The bomb of the year being dropped on ISIS. You can see the explosion all at h20theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers and the entire GOP debate that happened yesterday at Liberty University. Hey, what's a peep? Every year these little peeps, they, they th- these uh, yellow. Mellow. Uh, is that what they're made of? Remember Ghostbusters? Yes. And the end, that giant uh stay puff guy if you sprayed him with some kind of sticky liquid and doused him in sugar he'd be the world's largest peach so it's just it's pure marshmallow marshmallow was do they sell something them any that holds time the sugar the on i i know uh my wife likes to take them and cut the package open and let them dry out for a day or two and that makes them a little crunchy no crunchy no crunchy crunchy they're they're good no they're good i, I mean there's one. i don't crave peeps she does, but I don't crave peeps. It's a marshmallow. If somebody know. puts a peep in front of me, I may decapitate it with my mouth. Because they, <laughs> How do they become they, an Easter thing? Are, Why are peeps only about Easter? I don't think they're only about Easter. You see them in Halloween. Oh, you do? Usually. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I saw some orange and black ones. I wonder oh. if they turn your teeth black. Yeah, ghost peeps. But, you know, I've seen them for other holidays and, and so forth. Somebody said if you put them in a the microwave... They will blow all over your microwave. I haven't tried that oh, one. Oh, that's yet. fantastic. Well, that's wait till I'm a at a, a friend's house. I just want to thank to you so much for giving my kids that idea. I don't yeah, want to I do it to my own microwave. So next oh, time gosh, I'm at you your mean? house, I know. Exactly. If there's a package of puffy things in my pocket, just look the other way. <laughs> if you hear a, they blow up like nothing. a like a bomb in the microwave. Somebody said they will go like all over the microwave. I don't know if that's true. Might damage your microwave. I don't know. Kids, don't try this well, at I home. Th- I just think call me. I'll come so over it must be any you. marshmallow. It must not just be a peep. I don't know what any marshmallow would do. Um, I wonder um, if peeps would be good if you, like, drowned them in chocolate milk. I mean, not chocolate, hot chocolate. How about Kahlua? Like a, a you could dull, pretend you're like a, you're a marshmallow gangster guy, and you give your peep. <laughs> you're going to get it out. Cement <laughs> foot, you know, cement, boots. Cement boots. Galoshes, and you sink them in the bay of hot chocolate. So, and um, they melt. I've noticed that 
people plan to drop an average of $150 per person this year on Easter. I the biggest think, expense being food. I don't think anyone's going to drop more than maybe 15 cents on me this Easter. But Is this a, if you want to, again, it's Richard Lear. I'll <laughs> right. pick up the $150. You don't even have to go shop for anything. About a Put quarter. it in an envelope. Or if you don't have an envelope, no problem. About a quarter of Easter shoppers plan to buy at local small businesses this year. I'll take $1 bills. Too. The majority said they shop at discount stores. For what? So they can spend $150 and make it look like they got $350. No, I don't understand. This peeps. is Christmas. This is, this is Easter. I mean, is there... When people are putting up, you know, people decorate the outside of their homes for they Christmas. Don't, they don't do they're, it for Easter. They're decorating them for Halloween now, and there are some out there that have decorated for Easter, yes. Well, I've seen a flag. I've seen oh, a no. sign. There's I've no. seen... Easter lights? A giant... There's Easter yes, lights. I have seen oh, Easter no, lights. No, I'll no. take you out tonight and show them to you. If I can't show them to you, then I'll let you buy me dinner, and if I can show them to you, I'll let you buy me dinner twice. How's that? Well, somebody is buying things. There's no question about it. Target has sold the Easter egg uh, called Hatch and Grow, it is now a recall because apparently the 560,000 of these they sold are now dangerous and a threat to the cause of freedom and liberty, now, this meaning your a, digestive system. It wasn't an edible thing in the first place, was no, it? No, it's not about eating. You, the kids aren't supposed to eat, but however, no. some kids will eat literally anything. 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 So don't so, sell anything. I guess it, everything's prompted to a recall then because it could be put in your mouth and swallowed. And uh, it must grow it does in, i think it does belly. it becomes an intestinal obstruction yeah I, I have a friend i ran into him at the vet hadn't seen him in a while and he's in there with his dog and i said uh hey what's going on with your dog what's wrong and he said i put some yeast rolls out um to rise and i went back he said he's fixing dinner for his wife who was coming home late he went back and got something else out turn around the yeast rolls are gone the dog had now what now a yeast, yeast roll is like bread those that- bad boys were going to rise in his stomach and intestines, and it could kill him. Now, I didn't ask, are they going to have to cut the dog Wait a minute, is that, is that the same thing happens with cookie dough? Because I eat a lot of cookie dough, and I don't know if that... I don't know, but I don't I've know. heard cookie dough... <laughs> cookie ex- dough's not... <laughs> cookie dough's not great to eat either. I've heard that. No. I like cookie dough is after it it's been in the oven for maybe... Oh, come on. I'm not worried I... about the eggs in it. Is well, it really you know, one of those? Is that why you're not Arnold Schwarzenegger drinks raw eggs. I've, I've, sort of have you ever tasted a raw egg? Well, I have. I've eaten a raw egg. I'm not, I'm not afraid of a raw egg. What am I As I was of drinking is, it, here, here's talent. Yes. You have to be able to hum. Can we come back to this like for a second? Seven, because I'm a little worried about my, my eating of cookie dough. But these dough. things will roll. They're different. Yeah. Okay. So yeast expands, cookie dough won't. Okay. Got it. All right. So I like cookie dough after it's been in the oven 15 to 20 minutes. A 350 degrees on a grease sheet, partially grease. Not that you're an expert in this or anything, but you oh, seem well, to know I'm a lot not, about I'm it. Not, I, uh, <laughs> you seem to know quite. I can plow through. Uh, I mean, you can buy what, chocolate, chocolate chip, chip cookies. No, that's. A, you can buy 20 of them on the grocery the aisle, and, I mean, the cookie aisle in the grocery store, but there's nothing like bringing oh, them out oh, of the oven. Nothing. I, now I agree with you on that. And plowing through. She's got through. tremendous hatred. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's. The, the or cookie pre-cooked day. cookies in the, in the store. No, it's a, the best is when you're making uh, chocolate chip cookies. And they and they're not. Is this your point? This is your point yeah. that they're not quite done, and you just kind of. Oh yeah. You eat it with a spoon, kind of thing, or you put them you on can. a bowl, put vanilla ice cream. That, oh my gosh, oh, that's that rock. <laughs> put ice cream in the bottom. Pile <laughs> of cookies. Like, Holy cow. Ice cream on Don't top. Don't talk to me. Stop. You're then get me. the gotta... hard shell that squirts on top of the and gets hard, crunchy. What? Ever had that? It's called oh. hard shell. Now listen, it's a chocolate thing. You squirt it on top of your ice cream, and it'll set up 
in really? a matter of oh, seconds, oh, and then like it's a, crunchy. It's like the the, the the chocolate dip you get at Dairy Queen, where they dip it in a little thing and it becomes hard. Yes, exactly, exactly. They sell it's that called in the hard store? shell. Yes, oh, they my do. Gosh, what have I been missing? And out? chocolate and caramel. It's no, hard to find a caramel, no, but that doesn't caramel. matter because the caramel kind of sucks anyway. The chocolate is the absolute best. You know, the cookies you now buy in the grocery store, store already cooked in the package. The scary thing about those, you know. You put them away six months down the road, you find that package, you're like, oh, my oh man, I forgot about these. And they taste the same. You know what I'm saying? Richard? You wouldn't put I've never heard cookies so much passion from you until we hit the cookie topic. Cookie. And the peeps. Cookies rock. They're, they're one heck of a combination. Peeps and cookies. Not together. But I, I must tell I you, though, I'm, I must tell you that I'm, when we leave the studio, I'm going right to the grocery store, and I'm buying vanilla ice cream. A package of cookies that I need to cook at just half, not full cook. And then this, uh, what do you call it? The chocolate? Hard lip? shell. Hard shell. Chocolate uh, hard shell. I think it's made by Smuckers. Yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's, is it a squirt it's on? Like it, it's like it, right at the end, usually like in a food line, right at the end of the ice cream aisle, there's this rack hanging right there, and it's got them up and down it. They also have the little pineapple chunks, and eh, take it or leave it. But the hard shell. Oh. If you like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yes. If I like what? Mint chocolate chip? No, I hate mint chocolate chip. Well, if there's someone in your family, obviously that I'm not well versed on this as much mint as you. Chocolate chip. Get that. Get some mint chocolate chip for the person who likes it, and some hard shell. And that's the because they will worship you. That's where all this money's like going a for Greek god <laughs> until the end of time. <laughs> because of that, yes, they will. Expert on really cooking, tasty. Richard at theleebrothers.com. No cooking four, involved. 454-1366. Squirt. Scoop and squirt. It That's is what I call it. Good Friday, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Ten minutes. That's it. Ten minutes and a black Sharpie budget crisis solved. The Lee Brothers, problem solvers on 820 WNTW. And bring your shame, bring your guilt, and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right. Love this one too. But that's alright. Mercy Me is called Greater. Actually, what's great about this, and this, yes, this is an Easter song. <laughs> Happy uh, Good Friday to you and uh, glorious Easter Sunday morning. You know, this song is played during Daniel Murphy's walk-up song at, at the Nationals. He's the second baseman for the Washington Nationals. Great guy. I hold in my hand this book. I want you to get it. It is the book that the movie's based off of. And by, by the way, thank goodness for movies. Because we're in a culture that doesn't even read books anymore. Now there's this movie called The Case for Christ. We talked about this a little bit last week because it was the opening last week. But I, I need you to go see this movie. But more than that, I need you to get the book. This book uh, I read probably 10 years ago or more. And it's, you can see it's all highlighted and underwrite. I mean, this is an outstanding book for the truth of what this weekend is all about. This is a guy who um, his wife was a Christian and was telling him about it. And he goes, come on, I'm an investigative reporter. This is There's no way this is accurate or right. And he began the long investigative reporting method that he had done his whole life and realized, oh my gosh, this thing is 
It's true. <laughs> Stuff's accurate. Stuff's real. I can't. I can't refute it. It was. It was meant for him to learn this. Josh McDowell, who is another apologist for the uh, Christian faith, said that uh, was asked one time, "Why is he a Christian? Why does he celebrate Easter?" And he goes, "For one simple reason. I cannot explain away the resurrection." In this book that I'm holding, The Case for Christ, the last few chapters deal with this idea, researching the resurrection. And he goes through the evidences for what happened this Sunday. And one of the which is the medical evidence that, uh, that Jesus actually died. But the bigger evidence, and this is what's amazing about Christianity, it, it really is an unbelievable story in the sense that it's, it, can be, it could have been debunked the minute it happened. All you had to do was go to the tomb, and there's the body. It's over. This whole Christianity thing's not true. The, di- the point is, there is no body. The body is gone. This book deals with that. It's called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. Pick it up at, uh, well, actually, you might have to order it now. It's probably that long out of uh, print, but it is uh, well worth the read. It's not that big a read, and if you can't read or don't want to read, there's this thing called the theater. You're going to spend 15, 20 bucks on something this weekend. Go spend it on the movie, The Case for Christ, and there's not a better weekend to do it. Trust me. Take some time. Go see the movie. Read the book. You'll appreciate it. Put something in your mind that makes you a better person and expands this, this cranium that God has given you and, uh, and, and challenge yourself to become better at it. And I trust that you will have a phenomenal Easter weekend because of it. All yes, right, check us, check us out at 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. In fact, there's a video there, called, and it's actually called, Is Easter True? And uh, you'll, you'll appreciate that. Also, the first GOP debate and this big nasty bomb that Richard and I like to watch. It's a video. We've watched it over and over again the last three hours. Hey, it's nothing like a mushroom cloud. A mushroom cloud. Especially this one. You could, I heard you can see this cloud 10,000 feet in the air. You can see it from miles away because it goes 10,000 feet in the air. Isn't that incredible? That's my kind of bomb. 2,160-pound bomb. You know, the only thing that would make that better is if you and I could have dropped it. If we could have actually yeah. pushed the button and said, okay, is it released now? Cool. Let me see. Let me look out the window. Kaboom. Also at 820theanswer.com is uh, Hillary dragged off United flight. No, you got to see the picture. And we archive our shows there. That'd be so true. Wouldn't that be awesome if it were? 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you right to our page and our podcast. You can listen in case you missed this show on this Friday. They would have never gone to drag Hillary off of an aircraft, though. No. That wouldn't have happened. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. It's a great song by Third Day. Reminds us that there's a restart at the right. beginning. Everything starts anew. More so than New Year's. Exactly. Hey, check us out at 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Three, four great videos there, and we podcast. Just click on it, and you'll find it there. 
Thanks for joining us today, this wonderful Good Friday. We hope you and your family and your friends have a wonderful Easter Sunday. Be safe if you're traveling. Um, no partying too much if you're going to drink and drive. We'll see you next Friday. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.